Welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. I am Michael. I'm Eric. And it is lunchtime. Lunchtime on a Wednesday. Yes. For a burrito. Yeah. In, in the morning. If if only we were eating burritos. I know. Maybe I already had one. Yeah. I didn't, but... Well, hey, uh, it was a good week. Excellent uh, week. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been it's been good. We're, we have got a an exciting show for you today. You know, we say that every week, but nobody ever says, hey, that was really exciting. That's a good point. Yeah. But we feel like it's exciting, so yeah. that's really all that matters. All that uh, no, we, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, one of our favorite subjects, I think, really, in our life. And that's... Oh, baby. G- Jesus. But second to that... It, it has to do with my sabbatical, too. That's true. It does. It, it's but, like... But we're going to be talking about awesome. fishing. Yes. And... I mean, for you and I, this is like, this is like our conversation is fishing. We should really have. We should be in the boat. We should have Eric. We should have Kelly with us and just talk fishing. Yeah, in the boat. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe this will become Bassmasters. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or sturgeon casters. Ah, there you go. Yeah, but I've never caught one. Oh, okay. Well, well, see, that's why you need to be in the boat. Although, well, real quick, so I took a couple of the teenage boys, one of them being your youngest. Uh, down to our fish window in the dam uh, yesterday. Killed you, didn't it? it um, dude, it was so frustrating. And uh, if anyone from ODFW is watching... Oh, no. Uh, Threw them under the bus already. You guys stink. Like, <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole rules that you guys have about fishing for salmon are dumb, <laughs> archaic, and don't make any sense. Like, I'm sitting at the fish window, and our season has been closed now for, like... Too long. Two or three weeks, I yeah. think. And uh, I'm sitting there, and there's still Chinook salmon coming through the fish window. That should be on the barbecue. That should be able to be fished. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, and they're, they're still silver, beautiful looking fish. They're not black. Not, I mean, they're, they're ready to go. They're ready to be caught. You had a bad day. And I was like, dude, it's, it's beautiful outside. There's, there's no, there, I mean, there's a little bit of sun, but it was kind of like a partly cloudy sky, so it was kind of overcast, and. The temperature was just right. There was no wind, which out here, like, if you can find a day with no wind, that's a perfect day for fishing. The water was glass, and here are these fish coming through the fish window, and I can't go catch any did of them. Did you, like, put your lips on the glass? I was, like, right up on it? the gas. Did you blast? Did, did you blow fish it? No. Did you do that? No. But I was I was just agitated. I'm like, man, I want to fish. I want to catch these guys. Like, they're right there. Oh, and and here, again, ODFW, Here, here's the thing. Every fish we saw, like every single Chinook that we saw was clipped. So yep. they were they were hatchery fish that you can catch and keep. They were yep. not wild fish. And I was like, this is this is this is just ridiculous. Like I should be able to go out there and catch these fish. Yes, you should. So we're not so we are gonna talk fishing, but we're we're talking about more than that. We're talking about the heart <laughs> yes. and changing the real issue of your heart today both in the culture and in the Christian world. So good luck with that. Enjoy lunch, and we'll hope you stick with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, I was just telling him while we were on that little break. Leave the names out. That his his son. Oh, you threw w- the name right out there. I didn't throw his name out uh, there. You may as well. I'm gonna change coloring here a little bit on our camera angles. Yeah, to make Holly happy so she can't see it. Yeah. Um, 
So I was telling him that his son, we were in this this fish window, and if you if you live in Umatilla County, you you'll know what that is more than likely. Um, but he's like, I just want to cut the top of the ceiling off so that I can just stand right over the top of the fish ladder and and just catch these fish. Yeah, please don't let him do that. We uh we actually saw for the first time. I've been here three years, gone to the fish window. You know, I wouldn't say weekly, but you know, every few weeks. And uh, for the first time ever, I saw what we think was either a catfish or a small sturgeon because it had a ginormously wide head and it poked its head in and then it turned around and went the other direction. I was like, Ooh, that was a good looking fish. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Catfish is good. Go to the window. Yeah. Go to the window. If you, if you live in Umatilla County, they're there. Um, if you're a fisherman, it'll probably just frustrate you, but that's okay. Yep. yep. I mean, you can still cat. Okay. Clue. Truth be told, for those of you who are not fishermen or fisherwomen, um, you you can fish for salmon, you can catch them, but you got to put them back. You can't keep them, which, which is hard. Which what's the point? I mean, if it's a nice big twenty-seven inch Especially salmon, six you don't a gallon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a boat, so I don't have to worry about yeah, that part. True. But but yeah, gas is expensive. So this actually leads us into our conversation today, and uh, so we're talking about. Um, Specifically, a story that Jesus uh, that Jesus had um, in the Gospels, where uh, he goes to these guys in the boat, and they're fishing on the one side of the boat. Right? They have their nets, and they're dropping them in, and they're catching nothing. It's just been a—I mean, we've had those days where you just get skunked, and it feels awful. And it's like, why did I, why am I even out here spending money on the fuel <laughs> to, to run my and the boat? donuts and the coffee and yeah, yeah. No bananas though. No bananas. We'll have to. That's another show for another day. Yep. No bananas the, when you go fishing. The, the Tim's jalapeno chips. I mean, the whole deal, but just not bananas. Yeah. Hey, tip: if you are asked to go fishing, don't bring a banana in the boat. <laughs> now you can. Bring, Everybody knows that except you. I don't. Now know. you can bring banana boat sunscreen. No. No, not unless you're female. You don't man, wear sunscreen. Man, no, man up, man. Dude, yeah. I got a, I got a noggin. You I got to worry about. Wear a hat. I do wear hats, but I get oh, sweaty you sometimes. You know? Anyway, you know, see, the one thing bad about being bald is that the sweat just, you know, drops right in. There's nothing to soak it up, like your your head of hair. Wear a hat. Well, you can only do that for so long, and then it's just sweaty and gross. Rinse it out. That's why I have my fisherman hat <laughs> that I can just put in the put in the river and go right back on. So, so anyway, when, when we're talking about the story, there's there's a part of the story that. That is just so intriguing because we look at this story. If you if you don't if you're not part of church and you don't know the, don't know the story, it, it really is. Uh, these guys are fishing in the boat. They haven't caught anything all all day, all night. They've rolled up their nets. They've cleaned their nets. They're in the boat. They're coming back in. They're exhausted. They're dead tired. And there's this guy on shore that says, "Hey, just throw your nets on the other side of the boat." Um, there's not a fisherman that would do that. I mean, I come from a fishing, you know, industry there for a while in my life, and uh, when you're done, you're done. You know, when the boat comes in, it's cleaned, it's done. You you dock it, you go be with your wife and your family, and you know, you suck up the loss and you move on. Um, <laughs> but they threw their net on the other side of the boat. They caught a boatload of fish, so much so that another boat had to come over because they were going to be sinking and, you know, on and on and on, and they caught this huge amount of fish. So It's like Forrest Gump it, oh. when they start catching all the shrimp. I missed that part of the movie, I guess. At least I don't remember. Lieutenant Diane? That's, that movie's so old. 
It's a good movie. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, so here they are. They're, they they have their their fish. He's not. He's not hip. Yeah. Anyway, um, the problem with the guys was their 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 heart, and and I think that's where we want to go today. It's it's a heart issue on how we we cast our nets and how we set priorities and how we do things. Um, we're scared of change. We are scared of change. And and it's not really the change that I think scares us. I think we heard this at a retreat we were on just a few weeks ago. It's not change that scares people. It's the consequences of the change that scare people. Yeah. Um, what it's going to mean for them. And, you know, these guys, they're in the boat. They're fishermen. They know how to do their job. <laughs> and it's funny. Like, who who likes somebody to come up to you while you're doing your job and to tell you who doesn't do your job to tell you how to do your job. Right. Like nobody likes that. Right. And so I imagine the first reaction of these guys is like, uh, yeah, no, like we're dead tired. It's right. been a long day. We're, we're already ready to be done. And you're telling us to throw them on the other side. Yeah. Or, or take that to our, our faith. Now, if you're Christian or not Christian, same thing, who likes to be told what to believe and how to believe and, and how to live it within the parameters of your belief. I mean, well, in these no, days, no, not at all. That. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody likes that. Um, so, yeah, so when we get to a part, though, where we know that something's not working, we tend to just give up and, and, move, and move on. That's not really what we're talking about today. Um, I, think, I think the conversation stems out of, out of the church, and, and, you know, the story is for, um, for the church, to go cast your nets, be fishers of men, uh, which is go spread the gospel, go spread the good news of Jesus, so that Jesus can like bring people in, transform their lives, save their lives, bring them into the fellowship of, of Christians and uh, into the church, and then so the cycle just kind of keeps going. Um, we are losing that in in the Christian world, um, where people are not going out and casting their nets. It's like everybody wants to come in and and eat. Um, and, and dine, like the boat has come in, the fish have been, you know, cleaned, they've all been scaled, they've all been cooked, and now we just want to sit and dine on what has been caught, and that's not at all what we're supposed to do. So um, the guys have a heart issue. Do they send the net on the other side, or do they just pack up and, and go? Um, do you think that people in the church have gotten to this point uh, because of culture, or is it because of the church? Like, is 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 the church responsible for its own actions? Yeah, you know, I think it's a good question. I, I think um, I think in part the church is responsible for its own actions, um, but we do cave into cultural norms and you know the new cultural um, you know bias and platforms and you know fads traditions. I mean, you know, you're in the youth world. There's a new fad, new something that's happening every you know three months. Well, like so. an ex- as an example. I, I would say 40, 50 years ago, it wouldn't would people wouldn't have thought twice about there being prayer in schools, right? Uh, or kids even carrying a Bible in school. Um, these days, it's looked at. I mean, we have a, a a coach who has his case all the way to the Supreme Court. We're waiting on a decision from this coach, high school coach, who prayed by himself after every game under the under the goalpost. Didn't right. ask students to do it. Didn't even didn't make students do it. Just went out there by himself and was told he was going to lose his job as the football coach if he didn't do it. If he didn't stop praying under the the 
the goalposts. So he took the case to the Supreme Court. That wouldn't even have been like right. a thing. The, the question would have been 40, 50 years ago, why isn't there anybody else joining him? Right. Why? Right. Yeah, where's the team? <laughs> right. And, and nowadays it's, I don't want any aspect of Christianity particularly. I mean, we don't treat all religions the same in our culture. That is mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Christianity is, is uh, <laughs> uh, criminal number one, you know, when it comes to pretty much everything negative in our culture. Uh, from our culture's perspective, it's always Christians that are the bad, the bad people. And you may be watching, and you may disagree with that statement, but I mean that is really the truth. I mean, I, I, I observe culture quite a bit, and it's always the church's fault. Everything negative is always the church's fault. It's always evangelical Christians. I mean, you can watch the news for five to ten minutes, and you're going to hear something about a Christian doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't hear other religions spoken of that way, like we are. Um, but having said that, I think the church is largely at fault because we allowed our footing within the culture to be corroded because, as you were saying, mm-hmm. we took the step back and allowed ourselves to become relevant, culturally relevant. And there are a lot of churches that have gone so far, I mean, we've talked about this, that from one issue to another issue, there is such wide disagreement between churches because some churches have decided that cultural relevancy is more important than biblical truth. Yeah. And so I think the question today for, for those of you that are like, thanks for hanging with us during lunch hour, is it's a simple simple question. It's a priority of your heart on, on, what, you, on what you cast um, or do you cast. Um, there's a there's a guy that fishes out of the Dalles, and I'm going to throw it out there because he is a <laughs> he's a great I think fisher fisherman. He's a great skipper. It's it's broken back sturgeon fishing, and um, I get like no funds. I get no. I, I don't even get a free boat ride for even saying the name. Um, Maybe ho- you will. Ho- however, he d- he did send me a badge on Facebook as top fan. Uh, I was like, I've never been a top fan of anything. So anyway, um, but. Uh, He's I don't catching. want to burst your bubble, but that's usually because you react to a certain number oh, of videos. Oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> but let me just enjoy he's it. Not, he's, not, he's not choosing you out of all he the did, rest he, of them. He chose me to, to have the badge. So I've got the little diamond when I respond to him now. But 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 he's catching <laughs> um, just these monster sturgeon. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he's making a boatload of money. <laughs> boatload of money. Um, being a guide. Being, you know, being this guide. Um, but watching these guys reel these big, these big fish in, um, he's out there and he's 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 showing people how to cast you know the the line. He's showing them how to do it and look at the results that they're getting. Um, unlike the results that we get a lot of times when we well, fish, and it's probably different than what these these people, if they are fishermen, going with him, uh, a novice obviously because right. If you're a professional, that's why fisherman, they're paying to go. They're, they're, yeah, they're paying for it. Um, but it's probably different process, a different procedure than would normal we would think normally to do it may be a different type of bait that they're that he chooses to use and the proof's in the pudding the guy literally catches a sturgeon every video has him catching not just any sturgeon like he's catching four or five ginormous eight, 10, stur- 12 footers a day and if you don't know what a sturgeon is you need to look it up it's a prehistoric fish that is just <laughs> definitely look, not a catfish they look like a dinosaur i mean they're they do. they're they're crazy they do so so today I guess I want to challenge you, and we want to challenge you to go move off your spot with your heart, and don't be afraid to cast the net for Jesus. 
talk about Jesus. I mean, when the opportunity comes, use it. Um, you want to grow in your spiritual faith, that's where you got to start. Um, you want to start a spiritual journey with Jesus, you got you got to cast. You got you got to throw it out there and 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 let him in and transform life. So, um, so you were just talking about the believer. You were talking to the believer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does this principle apply to those who are not believers, who are just uh, you know people who may tune in or may listen um, because they find some of the things we say interesting, but aren't aren't Jesus people? Don't go to church. Sure. How does this apply to them? Okay, so so we hear this big you know this big thing now of uh, nothing changes unless something changes. I mean how I mean how dumb is that? I mean circular logic. It, that's it's a it's a statement that can't be disproved. Right. And I mean, it's just, it's kind of like a foundational thing. You I mean, we, we, as humans, we should all know this. Um, I mean, you want to see something change, you got to change something. Um, so pick, just pick something, whether, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, finances, you want to see something in your finances change, you gotta, you gotta change something. Um, otherwise you're going to continue in whatever your finances look like. Um, I guess as an, as an example, you want to see uh, something happen in your marriage, uh, change you gotta you gotta change something um it's a heart position so it doesn't even matter if um if you're christian or non-christian it's all about the placement of your heart and and um the sincerity of your heart so um culturally you maybe are struggling because you haven't cast your heart you haven't set the priority for there to be room for god or the things of God, or the nature of God, and that's that's really where the conflict comes with the church, because the 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 church wants to cast the net, you know, they they, they want to talk the gospel, but yet, like you said, we've pulled back and we haven't really maybe done a good job on that. But as a church, we sometimes sit back and let the staff do all the all the casting, all the catching, right? Um, kind of like the Sturgeon guy. Uh, when you watch him, he is never reeling in anything. He he doesn't even he doesn't even set the hook. Uh, he doesn't even cast the bait. He's talking. He's he's mentoring. He's teaching. Um, just like Jesus did on the shore. He's like, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Um, change what you're doing. Go. In your finances, if you're you know you're talking cultural stuff. I mean, change something. Find help on, on how to how to change that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, I the example I was thinking of. We we have a mutual friend who. Um, came to the decision that something in his life needed to change, something needed to be shifted. And that shift ended up being a very significant change, quitting his job and not really knowing what the next step is, but knowing there's something different that God wants for him so that he can shift his priorities to be more family oriented, um, you know, to take care of his kids, take care of his wife. And so uh, I think, you know, there are probably men may or may not be listening to this. I know we have a lot of women who watch this show, but uh, specifically men, I know because I am one, um, you know, we can get really caught up in our job. We can get caught up in our career uh, aspirations and things, and we can marry our jobs, right? I mean, that's something that men, we really struggle with because we want to be the breadwinner. We want to, we have all these responsibilities that we put on ourselves. And so what ends up happening is, is we end up actually sacrificing the thing we're trying to protect, Um mm-hmm. And we know instinctively something needs to change, but we're too scared to actually take the step to actually throw the, the net on the other side, to use our metaphor that we're using today, um, to actually make that change. And so uh, this doesn't have to be a Christian thing. You might be struggling where you know that your family is, is crumbling. There's, there's just there's something missing in your home. Maybe a significant change needs to take place. 
maybe the first question is, are you getting your family into church? Uh, that that would be a that would be a, a really important question. Mm-hmm. Um, is God at the center of your family? Well, no. Well, you're missing the biggest piece right there. Um, but it may be life change, like quitting a job and taking a step of faith and not knowing what is coming out on the other side. Right. Um, it could be with addiction too. I mean, uh, I mean, pick pick a you know just pick a pick an a, a addiction. Um, you know, maybe you're you, you just need to admit that that's what you struggle with. And first step to recovery, admitting the, you have a problem. And, and what you need to do is you need to cast it down on the other side. You know, reel it in. Do something totally different. Um, and maybe for you, the something totally different is asking for help. You know, yeah, and, and I think too when you talk about addiction specifically. As somebody who struggled with addiction earlier in my life, um, and to a certain extent still struggle with it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily go away. You still have the temptation there. But um, I will say this. There are a lot of people that I've known that have struggled with addiction that are willing to admit they have a problem, but they're not willing to do anything to fix it. Right. And those are two separate issues. Um, And I do know people that won't admit they have a problem either, But um, which is a whole other issue, I guess, on on its own. But I know a lot of people who will say, yeah, I have an issue, but they don't do anything to actually change it. They think that saying that they're they have a problem is a good enough. Acknowledging that they're bro- they're a broken person or whatever is enough, and that doesn't fix your family problems. That doesn't fix your job problems. That doesn't fix your car. Like, well, it t- it takes work, and I think that that that's where we are today. Is it it takes it, you you can say it, you can say put your net on the other side of the boat, but it takes work to do it. Those yep. boys had to take and undo everything that they just did in order to try something that they didn't know was going to work. They probably didn't believe it was going to work. It, they thought it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just the other side of the boat. Like, how, how wide is a boat? Like, really? Now, like, like the sturgeon will fit underneath the boat from side to side. Uh, your salmon will fit underneath the boat sometimes. Well, kayak maybe, <laughs> you know. Um, they just thought it was ridiculous to do that. Yeah. But, but even in the church, we want to see people have their lives changed for Jesus, and we talk it. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty and going out and actually presenting Jesus to somebody, we don't do it. Well, I mean, even inviting our friends to church, like we don't do it. I, I know as as in our local context here at Hermnaz, one of the things that we believe as a staff, as a leadership, is that um, we want to create opportunities that are good opportunities for people to invite their friends, their family, their fellow families, whatever, um, in their neighborhood and whatnot. Um we can create the coolest events. We can create the coolest activities for kids or teens or whatever, uh, senior adults. But until our people in the church actually step out in faith and say, I'm going to give this a try and be persistent and consistent about it, it's not. it doesn't matter what we produce here at the church if people aren't being invited in. Um, and in the same way, again, in your own home, your own family, if you're like if you have a car problem, let's say let's say your your tire is flat. No man, I just, I just put twelve hundred bucks in my vehicle. I just I just uh, you brought that up. Yeah, I I literally just had to fill up a tire because I was trying to sell my car. But um, but I could say, hey, there's a flat tire. I'm addressing that there is a problem. But until I actually do something about that tire, it's still flat. Or or, or how about you <laughs> like go put the fix a flat in it, and it's good for a couple of days. You're feeling good, and then all of a sudden it's flat again. Because I didn't really address the problem, which is the nail that's in. Right. And, and in my case, I mean, I know I can see the nail in my tire. I know that there's there's a nail in there. Um, and so, again, it's it's really easy. I'm going to speak directly to you, Christians, because we're talking about the sharing your faith thing. 
one of the things that Christians tend to struggle with the most, and I think if you're kind of like teetering on the seeking and, you know, might be interested in this Jesus thing, but not really. One of the things that we tend to do when we pray is that we we say all this stuff to God and we say all these requests and all these things that we want from God. But we're not willing to actually sit and listen to God. And when we do actually listen, this is what typically will happen. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. God said something to me. Mm-hmm. True discipleship is not hearing God's voice. True disciple is tr- true. Being a true disciple means you hear God's voice. So you you talk you talk to God. You listen to God. So you hear His voice. But then when He says something, you actually let it change you. Let it transform you. Let it do something in you act on or it. through you. Act on it. Right. Um, I, I you can't really call yourself a disciple if you hear God's voice but you do nothing about what He's saying because. Our God is an active God. Our God is a God who does things and wants us to do things. And so if God is speaking to you and you're refusing to do what he's asking, you're you're in disobedience to the God that So let's break it down. Let's, let, let's break down what you just said uh, in in a different different way. Um, so if you're watching today and you are happy to be, because you were just talking to the Christian, right? So we'll keep it on that. Um, and you're, the, you're that person that is, you know, spiritual, God-fearing, go to church, you know, got a heart of missions, you know, the whole thing. Um, and you make the prayer statement, Lord, use me today. And then the opportunity comes, you hear him say, here's an opportunity, and you walk away, and your comment when you walk away from a situation is, oh, man, I should I should have said, you know, you missed it. So you've prayed, you've listened, you've heard, but you didn't act. Mm-hmm. That is casting your net on the other side. That is that is unrolling the clean net that you just prayed for. Lord, use me. Help me cast the net. Help me share the gospel. Um, and then right here in work, here you are. Your lunch hour, you're listening about casting your net. You're probably around somebody today that after this podcast, the Lord's saying, cast your net out to them. Just, just do it. And you're already going like, yep, uh, boy, boy, Lord, use me. Yeah, I mean, one of the most dangerous prayers that a Christian can pray is, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith. That is one of the most dangerous prayers, because the reason it's dangerous, and I I mean, dangerous and not the literal sense of danger, but it's dangerous because God is going to respond to that. That is a prayer that I guarantee will get answered. Um, God is going to put somebody in your path real quick that he wants you to share your faith with, share his story, history. Get it? His story, history. I love that. Um, he, he's going to do that. That That is a prayer that will be answered very quickly. That is not one of those things that God's going to, you know, that God's timing and stuff. God's timing is now. Like, God wants people to be in his kingdom now. He doesn't want people to wait. So um, so it's a dangerous prayer because I, I prayed that prayer and then didn't step up to the plate when God c- clearly gave me the opportunity right. to do something. And, uh, and it's, it, look, it, it's one thing to call yourself a Christian. It's one thing to go to church. It's one thing to do. I, I always get bothered when people say, well, my faith is personal. I keep it to myself. N- no, like that, that doesn't exist. That's not real. Uh, Jesus right. says, don't put your, your light under a bushel basket. Like we're not supposed to have a private faith. That's, I mean, we do have private faith. We have private interaction with Jesus. That's for sure. But our faith is for others. It's not for us. So so imagine how excited these guys were, though. I mean, because I think the other flip, flip side of, of casting your net 
is the excitement that these guys saw once they made a transition in their heart. Mm-hmm. Even though their heart may not have been happy, <laughs> their heart may not have understood why are they casting their net on the other side because a stranger says so. Um, the excitement of having done that and then seeing the results of it, um, having this full net in a boat that is going under, needing help from your brothers and other boats around you, um, the excitement. How excited do you think they were to go back the next day and cast their net? And which side of the boat do you think they cast their net on? Scripture doesn't tell us that. But it, me, I would have went back to the same fishing hole and put my net on the same side of the boat that I caught the fish on, right? And I probably would have caught fish. I think they would have. No, just, I'm just going with it, right? That's not scriptural. This is my interpretation of it. They probably caught another boatload of fish. Um, but then later we see the same guys, like we were talking in pre-show, in the middle of a storm, and they, don't have no, they have no idea what to do. It's like they forgot, right? They forgot that, hey, we cast our net. He was faithful. Um, life has transformed. But now we're in another situation. Oh, and then you want us to feed like so many thousands of people with what? What, what are we 5, going to do? 5,000 men right? plus women and children. Yeah. It's like, what, what do we do? So we forget. And that's why we just are here today to remind you, cast your net. You may have forgotten, you know, hey, my big thing is pray, right? Listen. Listen act. and act. Um and it's that acting part that we're talking about. Because that's what the guys in the boat were doing. And when I go on a boat, um, like I'm going on sabbatical, um, I am. Yeah, keep rubbing I, it in. I know. I am going to do a lot of fishing. I'm going to be in so, several boats. I'm going to be in, I mean, just, it's going to be monastery. so nice. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not fishing at the monastery. Well, they might. There's a lake there on the monastery ground, actually. <laughs> do you have to fish without hmm. a reel? <laughs> I'll have to ask the mother nun. I'm not sure what you call a mother Clark. nun. Mother nun. Uh, what do you call them? What do they call? Um, Assist? Not, I mean, uh, a Mother Superior. Mother Superior? Usually it's Mother Superior. Mother Superior. I have. Well, I will make sure she puts it in writing. I can catch fish out of her lake. At so. least that's what it was in a sister act. So I might be wrong, <laughs> but that's that's what they call their sister act, Mother Superior. <laughs> We're probably wrong. But, um, <laughs> hey, I'm not Catholic, okay? I did the, I'll do the best I can. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, the idea, you guys, today, watching two guys on this side of the screen... Uh, really have a heart or or listening like you know those of you doing Holly's dishes. Holly's gonna let you let you get it. Get well, it see, again. she's gonna give it to you again. She just moved into a new place, so maybe she has the capability now to watch. She needs to get her iPad out. Oh, she and just watch it on her iPad. So she doesn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> you know what? She's probably not even listening. Now she's gonna call us out because we called right. her out. Um, we just are, are two guys that are trying to help culture and church not collide on this. Um, to stop the fighting and to and to step out in real faith and not fear. Try something new in your life to to help your marriage, to help your kids, to to end the the debt snowball. Um, step out in church, spread the gospel, cast your net. Um, do not be afraid to share Jesus who you're with in the next. Uh, we have 14 minutes and three seconds left today, and in the next 15 minutes, you're gonna have the opportunity to share Jesus with somebody. Um, do it. I mean, just do it. Um, and you will find a joy that comes, just like these guys found a joy. And uh, it doesn't make it easier to do it because there's still just as much work the next day for the guys to fish. It didn't become any easier, but there was joy. And it was a different joy. It was a different piece. It was a different energy and enthusiasm. And that'll help your spiritual growth. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, try it and you'll enjoy the spiritual growth. The one thing we haven't said, and it's it's just it's a reality that needs to be faced. Sometimes you're going to throw the net on the other side and nothing's going to happen. 
sometimes you're going to change something and things don't get better. Right? I mean, my we, fish usually get bigger on the other side. Maybe. I'm just kidding. No, you're right. No, I mean, sometimes things are just not going to change, but that doesn't mean you did something wrong by making the change. Um, particularly for you believers when you're following God's call. Um, because here's something that has been really helpful for me just in my, particularly my ministry context. Um, somebody a long time ago, a mentor said, I am not responsible, meaning me. I'm not responsible for the results of my ministry of the things that God's asking me to do. I, I don't I don't have to be the one to to come up with the the best ideas and have have them work. Like God just wants me to do what God asks me to do and he takes care of the results on the other end. Um and, and in the same way with your family, you know, if you're a dad or a mom and you need to make a change to lead your ch- children, sometimes your children are still going to go astray and do something that sure. makes you upset or they just go in the complete wrong direction. I mean, we see that in the church all the time. We've had the show about pastor's kids and how pastor's kids even go astray um, when they're led as well as it could as they could be. Um, so sometimes you cast your net on the other side and it doesn't work. That's okay. God doesn't promise that if you follow him, everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows and you're gonna, everything's going to go well with you. Like That's not how things work. Um, we're, we're not prosperity gospel preachers. We don't believe that if you follow God and you give money to the church and then everything in your life is going to be hunky-dory. Like, that's just not life. Um, However, there is a promise that you will be blessed, that God will bless you if you follow and are obedient to his will. And so what does that look like? Well, it's going to be different for everybody, but God is going to give blessing to everybody. Um, Maybe it's just a piece, and you may say, well, that's not good enough. It is good enough. <laughs> it's good enough because God's given it. So uh, I know that sounds kind of like, you know, cliche to say, but I mean, it, it is good enough if you right. choose to allow it to be. Well, it's kind of like when I go fishing sometimes. Um, you know, I always call my wife when I'm, or I guess before I leave uh, to go. Um, our our joke, because it was it, it was reality, still is sometimes, is, is uh, you know, get the hot dogs ready because that's what we're having for dinner because I'm not going to catch anything. Um, you got to take Gideon with you. <laughs> Well, even with Gideon goes, I mean, honestly, we eat a lot of hot dogs. Um, well, we that not really, but um, but he that became a lot. That became the, the the joke. So now, when I call my wife and uh, tell her that we're off the water and all of this be home in whatever time, um, it's like, hey, we're off the water. Don't need hot dogs. You know, that's kind of you know, it's like yeah, or hunting. You know, coming out of the woods, like, yep, don't don't need hot dogs tonight. So. Um, because you could do all the fishing, all the casting, you know, changing things in your life. And you're right. You may not ever see the change, but that's not what we're casting the net for. The guys did not cast the net to catch the fish. Yeah, they didn't think they were going to catch anything. Right. They cast the net because it was a heart issue that was changed. They 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 humbled their heart and they were willing to do something different because they were so baffled. They were... They what did you just say? Baffoofled. That's a word. Okay, you and Trump with the Kofefi thing. Like you just baffoofled. You just made Look up it a up. word. Google you it. Google baffoofled. You'll see it. Um, okay, you're gonna do it. It's gonna be in there. You know, but but they're 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 like, oh, are you serious? But they made a heart change. So anyway, um, that that heart change sometimes is difficult because there's there's nothing worse than being in the boat fishing and you're the only one not catching fish. And that's why it's not about the fishing. It's about the company. It's about who you do. Bafoofle's in there. You're spelling it wrong. Um, no, you are. 
So uh, you might you might not see some things, but keep going, keep going, keep casting the lure. It, there is no word baffled. You yeah, made that you know up. you know it's there, baffled. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I, I think, you know, as we close out the show today, the other thing that you as Christians, those of you who are Christians who are listening, need to recognize is that uh, your your obedience to God, um, it's not, uh, it is your choice, but there are consequences when you don't. Um, th- there are significant consequences. Uh, there are blessings that will be missed. There are... Um, you know, when we talked earlier about sharing your faith, there are people who may not be in the kingdom because you didn't follow through on what God asked you to do in that person's life. Um, you know, it's not that God can't use other people, but sometimes it's you. You're the you're the linchpin. You're the key to helping people understand Christ in a particular way. And so, don't miss out on that. Um, God wants to use you in a powerful way. Um, and, you know, sometimes we think we, we beat ourselves up like Moses did. Well, you know, I can't talk or I don't know the Bible well enough or I don't pray. And, you know, you can talk, right? Like, <laughs> and even if you can't talk, can you write? Like, I mean, there's there's ways to share your faith. Um, you know, we look at we look at the, the culture, we look at the world and we as Christians are really good at identifying where the world goes wrong, but we never like to point out in our own lives where we've gone wrong and particularly how we share our faith, how we, how we are obedient to God in his direction for our life. We, we, t- we, we look at the main sins, right? The things that we, that always come to mind, homosexuality, murder, whatever, like we can put, pick those things out and be like, ah, ah, those are those people, man, they're sinners. What about just being disobedient to God? Sin of omission, not doing what God wants you to do. That is a sin too. And we as Christians need to be the example in being bold and and proud of the the faith that we have, proud of the God that we serve, because He is the Creator of all things. So, so, so let me ask you: Do you think you think when Jesus said "cast your net on the other side," was that a command or a suggestion? Well, He didn't say, "Would you please cast your net on the other side." He didn't say, "Hey, you should." No, He said, "Do it." Cast your cast your net on the other side of the boat. He didn't say do it. He just said cast your net on the other side. That's a command. I mean, they could have taken it as a suggestion, I suppose, but, I mean, it was a command. He was telling them to do it because he knew that there was going to be success in doing it on the other side. Yeah, I'm not sure it was a command. I, I, I think it was, I think you could look at that and go, Jesus saying, hey, guys, uh, you want to catch fish? Put your net on the other side of the boat. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, I'd have to look at it a little, little deeper, but I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, because they didn't, they didn't know who this guy was. Um, it's true. So, hey, you want to catch fish? Throw your net on the other side of the boat. Because <laughs> yeah, this was right. this was early right. in Jesus's ministry, right? Yeah. It's like seriously. <laughs> well, no and the, and the thing we haven't pointed out is this was the people. Correct me if I'm wrong. The people he was the fishermen he was talking to ended up being some of his disciples, right? So they they ended up actually not going back to the boat. At least, I mean, not for a long time. They they ended up following Jesus, right? Um, so and so, he said, "I'm going to make you fishers of men." But how many times maybe God says something to us is like. Hey, you want to change something in your life? Why? Why don't you do this? You know, just just try this. Because I think there's a lot of things in the Word that is not necessarily a a command uh, more than it is. Um, he, here you go. If you do this, you know, you're probably going to be surprised. Have you ever um, Have you ever had students in your ministry that uh, you know they're 
well, you know, I want to go to this college, but I really like this college, but I like that college too. And they're waffling. I'm like, I don't, I just don't know, pastor, where God wants me to go. Right. Go to the one you want to go to the most. Like it, God doesn't care. Like, unless God's telling you very specifically, go to this school, God's going to bless you as long as you're following him and you're doing his, his, his work. You're, yeah, you're the, being obedient to Because the idea there is, is you've already prayed, you're prayed up on what's the next step in my life. And in college, 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 is, is, I mean, is that where I go? Um, man, if he just wants to make a If, if you're prayed choice. and he's already said, yeah, college is yours and you've got three choices and there's like, you know, out of the three choices, one has a red flag, probably that's God saying, you know what, they, probably not that one, right? But go pick your one or the other two, I'll bless you, move on. Same thing with, with a pastor in our lives. I mean, we had a chance in our life where we have multiple churches we could have picked um, to go to, and, you know, God said to both Sharon and I, and it's like middle of the night, it's like, hey, um, I think God's saying pick, and he'll bless us. And we did, and he blessed. And um, But you see, that goes back to the heart. Yeah, and I think I think we get really wrapped up, and this is where I'll end today, we get really wrapped up in again the results. Like if if it doesn't work out exactly, then God must not have told me to go there, or God must have messed something up, or God was wrong, or whatever. And what the reality is is that number one, we live in an imper- imperfect world. That's because of sin. This world is imperfect. This world is broken. And so sometimes, even when we do the right thing, the wrong thing happens. That's just the reality of our world. Number two, you could never go wrong when you're being obedient to God. Right. Even if the results don't match what you think are the results supposed to be, that doesn't mean that they were bad results. Right. So if uh, if you're not part of a church and you're watching this and you made it through all the way to the end of this this whole uh, conversation today, um, I just want to say one thing I love about our church at Herm Naz is that if you're not praying, um, you know, or if you're praying but not really listening, and maybe you are praying and you're listening and you've heard but you haven't acted on anything, listen, wherever you're at on that, um, you're accepted here because um, we are just a room full of people every Sunday morning that's messed up, that are at, at, at conversations with God all over the place. Some of us are acting, some of us are praying, some of us are in denial. Um, but the bottom line is is that you got to stop your heart and be in a position to where it is before the Lord, um, and not before man, not before your spouse, not before your political agenda, not before even what a church special rules and orders might be. It really is between your heart and, and God, and and that's that's what I love about our church because we accept that we accept you who you know who you are and, and where you're at. Um, don't don't confuse that with saying we approve of of sin, right? But I was going to say we, 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 we do love the person. And we love you enough not to leave you where we find you. Yeah, and and you know move you off your like I'd move you off your spot. So today you have uh, in the next uh, you're gonna have two minutes from now when we're done um, to maybe cast your net for Jesus um, and maybe casting your net today is you bowing your heart before Christ and and saying I, I need all of you. Um, start there. Maybe for you as a church person, um, you need to stop and cast your net and actually pick up the evangelistic side of your faith and uh, be Jesus, show Jesus, respond like Jesus, love like Jesus. Um, don't be afraid to do that. You'll see blessings, and uh, we'll have good stories. So, Yep. Hey, okay. we will see you next week. I'm going fishing. Are you really? We just had a whole podcast on fishing for men. What kind of fishing are you doing? I'm not really sure yet, but I think oh. it's, it's going to be for men.
There you go. Okay. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next week on the Morning Burrito Podcast.